Sports Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little waist. Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little waist. Body yaddy 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 yaddy. Body yaddy 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 yaddy. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Avril Lavigne Stallion. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megan Thee Stallion's nominated for what, Best Rap Song or something. You see the Grammy? Oh, shit. Grammy nomination week. I totally forgot. Did you see the rap albums? That's all actually uh, my buddy sent me. Some little video that um, Freddie Gibbs posted because he's nominated. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. Alfredo. So right now, let me pull up the Grammy noms, bro. We were like, we don't got shit to talk about this week. And we still kind of don't, but. No, not much here. But we're <laughs> going to work with it. Let's look at it. the Grammy nominees. Well, as you know, podcast listeners of loyal years past, uh, the last couple of years we did the uh, five weeks of best rap album where we addressed one one at a time. We listened to it. We took a lot of notes and just kind of talked about it and made our predictions yeah, as to which one would, would win or should win. Uh, so I'm guessing we're going to do that again this time around. And I got to tell you, I got a big head start this year. I've heard all but one of these. Um, so, wait, I'm looking at, like, a uh, record of the year album right now. Let me get to rap. Rap. Let me just get to the rap. All right, I got it right here. I'll tell you. Rap, it, best so you, album. So you said uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist Alfredo, which uh, yes. that's dope to see that nominated because, to me. Mad? Actually, wait, the, wait, no. <laughs> what? I, I had the Freddie Gibb projects mixed up. Oh, you asshole. Even though I'm looking at Alchemist's name. <laughs> I'm that stupid. Mad Calibst. Um, um, we talked about Jay Electronica's uh, debut album, how you can't have a debut album 15 years into your career. Right. You also can't just unannounced like split your debut album with Jay-Z, uncredited. Thank you for that? making every point I was going to make about like, because I actually <laughs> really like the Jay Electronica album. It's awesome. It's called it's a, great. a Written Testimony, and it's nominated for Best Rap Album. Um, but also, it's like you can't have Jay-Z carrying half of the album also right. on your first, you know, quote-unquote, first hip-hop album release it's like i love that album but i don't want it to win like jay electronica wins best rap album when it's like every song's got like a jay-z feature on it which is insane like it makes yeah. so it's kind of like you know uh that's like being juiced up that's like being on roids it's like there's an asterisk yeah, on your think. on your record there uh, it's like uh, it's a good album though I, I still listen to that shit Sofia Coppola came out with Lost in Translation, and everyone's like, yeah, but your dad is Francis Coppola, and he kind of directed this. Did he not? <laughs> right. Um, so Might we got not be the best analogy. But, um, Freddie Gibbs and also, Jay Electronica, as well as... We oh, go ahead. talked about uh, Royce to Five Nines, The Allegory. Yeah. When, when that came out. 
Love that um, album. Uh, in it's fact, very dope. I've heard I've heard all but one of these, and uh, I, I'll listen to them all again if we're gonna do these late. Uh, this will come later, like leading up to fucking whenever the Grammys is. But next is um, Nas's King's Disease. I've heard that. I have not heard this album. Uh, when Berta and I went to the Smoky Mountains a few months ago. Uh, when you're in the Smoky Mountains, you don't have any cell signal. Mm-hmm. So we, after a couple of days, we had uh, really exhausted my saved albums on my phone. And when we went back out into town to get some supplies, we stopped at a little store so we can use their Wi-Fi, download some more albums on my Spotify. And that was like the week that Nas's new album came out. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll download Nas's album. We'll listen to that all the way through. Uh, I saved it. I downloaded it. <coughs> never listened to it to this day. Never listened to one song on it. <coughs> I remember my first uh, <coughs> my intro to that album <coughs> was Vanna Black telling me how he had listened to it already, and I didn't even know at the time Nas had a new album out. And he was like, "Yeah, did you hear the new Nas?" I was like, "No, but I will now that I know that's a fucking thing." And uh, <coughs> he said he like uh, the one line that ma- like made him not like it, or something about Nas talking about how like Shorty hit the whoa. And he's like, Nas, you're in your 40s. He's like, don't ever say hit the whoa. I don't want to hear Nas saying she hit the whoa. And it made me go, whoa. You know, and like, that's when like, I heard that first. And like, when I heard the song with that in it, you know, now I can't get past that. That's like, a, oh, well, there's, there's that line. It's like, See, uh, I would have, we're young, uh, young. No, we're not. We're d- <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak for myself. I mean, myself. come on. 30 is the new 22, man. Sure. <laughs> uh, we're white dudes. I would have heard Nas say Shorty hit the woe and thought nothing of it. I would have thought course. that's business it's as usual. It's funny to me that my friend thinks that's whack, and now I'll be like, yeah, I'm right. with him. I'm with him. But uh, there was a pretty good album. However, my argument against Nas winning, because look, this isn't fucking ill Has Nas it, not won a Grammy already? I'm not sure if... Uh, we can look that up, I guess, but that's another thing. Maybe if he has, this would be, if he won this year for King's Disease, that's like Scorsese winning for The Departed, even though that movie fucking kicks ass. Yeah, it would be like making up. That. It would be like making up for like lost time almost, it, because this is not like the Paul winning Newman album. Like Newman winning for Color of Money, also a Scorsese movie. Ah. Um, he has never won. See, so it's like you feel like you owe him, you know, his his retroactive Grammy here. Like, all right, it's Nas. Who knows how many more yeah, albums he's gonna make? Wow. But uh, how has Nas never won a Grammy? Cardi no. B has a Grammy and not Nas. <laughs> no. And then the uh, the album, the only one I haven't heard is Black Habits no- by D Smoke. And who is D Smoke? I'll tell you right now, D Smoke is the winner of that Ti Cardi and Chance. Netflix show, whatever rhythm and flow. What? He's the guy who won that. Who's really? He was good. I watched that show, and he was like one of the guys yeah. who should have been the winner. Like he was Isn't one of the, the best guy guys. The guy with the long hair. You showed yeah. me this video. Um, yeah, this guy was really great. He's actually a guy, but I and I listened to his album. Obviously, uh, going into Grammy season here, I didn't realize he was like. For, it, it, I knew he had an album come after that show, and I'm sure that show springboarded his ability to have an album and market it like that. And but yeah, now he's Grammy nominated. So look at that—the fucking goofy oh, Netflix show, you know, gave this guy anyways uh, a giant springboard. But looking at all five of them: D Smoke, Freddie Gibbs, Jay Electronica, uh, Nas, and Royce. This is like I don't have much of the argument of the of last year of like, well, this one's not a hip hop album. You know, and this one belongs in this. These are fucking like, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm assuming, knowing uh, D Smoke style from the Netflix show, 
These are these are like hip hop albums, man. Like I've heard yeah, four of them, and they are, and they're good. Like this is this actually a legit lineup. A legit lineup. Um, so that being said, looking at like this, this is a two month early prediction. I could picture Nas winning on a like I can picture it just like the, we talked about. Like the industry knows he's a legend, and like they wanted to give him thi- it's not- this this year. It's not that much of an injustice to me if it goes to Nas. I haven't listened to the album, and I will listen to one every week and come back with, with what I thought yeah. of that one that week. But I feel like, um, isn't the Grammys not until, like, February? So we don't need to, we don't need to even start this until, like, the new no, year or something. Right. Even if this album sucks, um, which I'm not assuming it will, but even if it did and Nas won, it would not be an injustice just based on what Nas has done for hip hop and the fact of that course. he's never been awarded a Grammy. So as far as and, and this is you have to remove the fact that I haven't heard the D Smoke album yet, but uh, my recollection of having heard all of these at least once, Royce the Five Nine is probably who I think like that would you know if you're going by well this is hip hop man and like good beats good lyrics it, totally uh, uh relevant and uh, good thematics coming from thematics yeah, and, coming and uh, from guys who like obsess over multis and and like great multis uh, he's an insanely good rapper the nerd the nerd isms of of rap music so he's who um, he's who i would want to win however i would also want freddie gibbs know. to win i would also want freddie yeah, gibbs to win i might be in the freddie gibbs boat as of this moment i just Having think listened i listened to those three the allegory Royce, is that Jay good of an album to me um I, i'll listen to it again because i did only listen yeah, to that one time him. uh but i just remember like of of all of these that one is still the one where like after my my listen of it was like damn that kind of like blew me away with how good of a project that was freddie gives every time happen. he has an album I, I think it's good but like i didn't have the same like well god damn it Royce's album was fucking great. I love Jay Electronica's album too, but it, like for different reasons. Um, Royce is not going to win, right? And that, you that's know. you know he's that's who I'd want to win if we're going off of like if you add up all the the tenets of hip hop in an album here and how they're executed. He fucking like a, a plus everything. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to. Uh, right. Again, I'll, I'll go back and listen to all five. Uh, but just come on, like in in today's yeah. Uh, era or climate of the industry, they're not going to give best rap album to Royce to Five Nine. It would be really awesome, considering especially he would deserve it though. That wouldn't be a slight right. a, at all, like to Nas or, or somebody who you think would be more more famous or deserving or whatever. Um, when you consider from our point of view, the perspective, uh, we played that fest, that fucking dog shit festival in Detroit ten years ago. Yeah, uh, the city was bankrupt. Uh, like the day the festival happened, it was like the front page headline of Detroit news was fucking the city is bankrupt. We right. have no N- money. Now pay $50 to see Bone Thugs and, and. Right. And that day they were like, yeah, we'll charge $50 one day tickets uh, for this festival that nobody came to. Yeah. And on the stage we played, Royce to 5'9 headlined. And during his set, not kidding, being generous, there was. 15 people. Yeah, it was maybe, yeah, 15, 20 and people. It was just nobody at that event. Right. Uh, so having witnessed uh, the guy go through something like that pretty recently, uh, it would be pretty incredible if Royce to 5'9 won a Grammy after watching that happen. Yeah, but again, they're not doing best Okapalooza performance. They're doing best rap album this year, not seven years ago. Like, 
This we one, will go. We will go back through all five of these albums over the, the upcoming weeks and give our opinions. But I'm saying right now, my prediction: Nas wins. Haven't even listened to it. Yeah, I Nas went. Wins. I went off of uh, like I said last year. I just go with. I look at it a couple ways because Royce is like who I would want to win. Probably, I think that would be like maybe most deserving. But I agree, he probably won't. And I like to look at it from like who I can picture in my head. Like who can I picture standing on stage, like winning and holding it and being. And that's why I said Tyler last year. I was like, I don't think he had the best rap album, but I can picture. And again, kind of like a back credit to Tyler's past works that weren't awarded for anything, even though they were pretty iconic. And I'm like, at this point, I can picture that dude walking up there. Like and 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 it looked like it was in my head, and I can picture that right. this year with Nas and Freddie Gibbs. I can't picture right. Jay Electronica doing it. I haven't heard D Smoke's album yet, but again, rookie year type shit. I just can't really picture that in a category with Nas. You know, it going to the the underdog here in this case. Even I can picture Nas. If, I can picture Freddie Gibbs. Even if I love D Smoke's album, yeah, it is one of those like, hey, uh, the nomination is an award enough. Yeah. Let one of the legends take it home. It's like nominating the pirate guy from Captain Phillips. He's like, I'm the captain now. And it's like, well, you're not really, you don't belong here. <laughs> you don't belong here in an award category at the Oscars. But good job. Great job. Oh, my God. Fucking. Okay, so I don't think this has been a thing. I think this is new. As a award in rap category, they now have The subtitle. Mal- oh, I'm sorry. What? No, I, I, I Best... They have best melodic rap performance because every rap song now, this is what, what we said a couple weeks ago about what I tried to do on Comeback. Yeah. Uh, you take the, the main melody of the hook and then you do your whole verse. Yeah, you find you keep it consistent. Um, and, that, and that Travis Scott song, Highest in the Room, is on there. Uh, that's what I was wetting at a second ago. I'm the highest in the room. I don't know if I, I know like that, that song. song. It's every time I tried to open this stupid show with me doing a stupid version of a stupid Travis Scott song, it's like his. It doesn't work on his songs because that's what they're like supposed to sound like anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jack Harlow is nominated for "What's Poppin." It's a big song. We got this guy to the Grammys. You, know, you got uh, Rockstar and The Box, like these Roddy Rich songs that are they're where they are now because of TikTok. That's, that's TikTok like influencing the Grammys too. Some of these songs like Savage, the, the Megan and Beyonce song, TikTok pushed that song uh, over the top the last year. <coughs> um, uh, from what I'm looking at and just from what I've heard all year, The Box yeah. Uh, should win best rap song. Should it though? Let's I mean, from this list. <laughs> yeah, I went. I don't know if they did this in years past, but this is the uh, official Grammy site I'm looking at, and they have like, uh, there's probably too much critiquing in in the past of like uh, what these fucking categories mean. There's like subtext to all of them now. It doesn't just say it. best rap song. It says best rap song, a songwriter or songwriters award. A song is eligible if it was first released or if it achieved prominence during the eligibility year artist names appear in parentheses singles or tracks only it's like they, they probably just took too much feedback because that's all we said last year was like i don't understand why this is here and and what does rap performance mean if like tyler's album is in it and it's more r&b than so they're like all right let's just draw it out now and it says underneath best rap album it says for albums containing at least 51 percent playing time of a new rap recordings 
like, what? This is, <laughs> sounds like a, a contract. Yeah, when I started reading that one, I thought it was going to say at least 51% of the lyrics of the song are rapped or something. No, you can get away with 49% country. So. You can get away with 49 Well, yeah, that, like that's what all music is now, though. That's what I'm saying. But this is saying you can get away with 49% recycled uh, material. Um... Going up to, like, the main Biggie Awards uh, record of the year, I don't know what Black Parade is. Um, never heard of it. I, what are you looking I at? I don't know. Record of the year. Record of the year. Black Parade, Beyonce. Colors, Black Pumas. Rockstar by DaBaby. Say So by Doja Cat. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. That's her song that gets nominated? Uh, Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now. I feel like I would know what that is if I heard that. Hottie. Circles by Post Malone. (laughs) And Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Yeah, record of the year. Um, That's weird. That's funny Uh, to me. It's like, I've never heard of Black Parade, but it's like, obviously, it's Beyonce. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure we're the people who would hear it uh, last. We're not waiting for her next drop, but uh, it's probably a good song. With your girlfriend, man, I'd expect you to know every word. Eh, not by title. I don't even know titles of songs I listen to, and I just put an album on, and I'll be like, right. I don't know what was what, but I liked that one, and the track three was good. Say So by Doja um, Cat is probably the most I've heard any song this fucking year. See, I don't even know what song that is. I probably opened with it one week. Something, something, something. What you say, so. That one. See, I, I don't know what that is. What? And it's funny because the way you, what you say about it, um, it's like the reason I think the box should win is just because that's the one I've heard the most this year. Yeah. I've just heard it you know peripherally over and over again and uh it sucks that that's my interpretation of like why it should win an award is just because it's of the popularity of it right but isn't that like taken into account too in all of these you know it's 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 also the academy and the the judges but it's it's like what was the most popular in a lot of cases or like of course some of these are legitimately like they have tiktok to thank for being nominated for their grammy this uh this year of course this is um You never heard this. I I probably have. It's everywhere. <laughs> Where is everywhere? Everywhere, motherfucker. You don't watch if the it's AMAs? not on <laughs> UFC's Fight Pass or Pornhub, then it's nowhere. No, that's just corn freak on a leash like uh, Muzak. That's UFC's like <laughs> comeback music from every break. It's just corn, but not oh. corn. Muzak corn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, karaoke corner. Uh, and then we do this every year. You know, there's, there's record of the year and then song of the year, and we don't really understand what the difference is. Uh, we figured so it out, but that, we just forgot is what happened. For that, you have Black Parade, The Box, Cardigan by Taylor Swift, uh, Circles by Post Malone, Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now, Billie Eilish's Everything I Wanted, and H-E-R's I Can't Breathe. Oh, and uh, If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs. So this is like when they just have to lump um, 
like the winner of five other categories all into their own category. Yeah. And now you got like K-pop fans going head to head with country fans like, fuck you, my song's better. Fuck you, my song's better. When they're both kind of conditioned to not like either one's song. I don't know if uh, Doja Cat's going to win record of the year for that song, but they're also his best new artist and she's nominated and I could see that. And D Smoke is also in best new artist with Megan, uh, Megan, Megan the Stallion. Stallion, not a new artist. Let's go. Come on. They not not a new artist. Um, where, and where is Jay Electronica, by the way? He just had his first album come out this year. <laughs> what the fuck? Where's that new artist? Uh, Who the fuck is Ingrid Andrews? I guess it's going to be Megan The Stallion, but hasn't she been around for a few years? But I, I guess that uh, all of these folks probably have, and we just heard about him more this year. Yeah, that's the way this always works. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when Bonnie Vare won it, it was like Bonnie Vare had been putting out music for quite a while. Yeah, that point. remember when Macklemore had his day in the sun? That was like his seventh album or something, and we were all like, "Woo, thrift store!" I took <laughs> note, and I've I like uh, think about that when we have these types of discussions every so often. Um, that he said when that album won best rap album. I'm sorry, that Kendrick. That's what he said. I'm so <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> black people. Uh, he said that that album had been like made five years earlier than that. You know, it just like. It was like a five-year process from making the album to like getting it played and then getting it awarded. And I find that fascinating. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> the Grammys. <coughs> Stay tuned. <coughs> um, <coughs> good Lord. <coughs> Woo! All right. Anything else going on <coughs> in your life over there, sir? Um, Thanksgiving was nice, I'm sure. Is it still sunny FL or what's going on? Sunny FL. I just got back from the beach. Man, fuck. I got to tell you, today is probably the coldest day it's been uh, all season so far. <coughs> oh, my oh, God. Really? Because I had a drink in the hand, had my toes in the sand, Ooh. and wow, all I need. Oh, I'll tell you. I've a had a drink girl. in my hand. We're on the same page there. It's like I spend the last um, week of every month hammered. This has been the least productive most hammered week uh, since last month, at the end of the month. Um, so, Home Jesus stretch. Christ, i got to get my ass off the couch. Done nothing. Yeah, dude, you got to get to the beach. you got to take a dunk in the ocean. Yeah, I'm in the Midwest. Dove, it's like 20 degrees. I dove into the ocean today and banged my head on the sea floor, Good. ocean floor. Good. Whichever. You suck! <laughs> <laughs> Immediately went from like, all right, I'm done with the beach. Yeah. Immediately went from, I love the beach, <laughs> to, all right, I'm done with the beach. Uh, went and saw another drive-in screening the other day my second of the year Um, one of the silver linings of this pandemic to me getting to see drive-in movies which I hadn't done since I was a kid when I saw a double feature of Speed and True Lies with my family oh hell yes that's a good Good 1990s double feature right there fuck yeah dude I was like seven um few weeks months who knows anymore ago uh i saw the opening night of the chicago international film festival which ak and i usually work at there wasn't much to work at this year because most of it was um virtual but they held a few drive-in screenings and my old boss hooked me up with a ticket to see a documentary about john belushi called belushi and that was pretty kick-ass. 
you fucking like tune your radio to, you know, like 98.3 or whatever the fuck, uh, 89.9, one of those dead stations, and uh, you hear the uh, the audio to the movie from your car speakers. It's really cool. Does it sound crummy? No, it sounds great. Um, we went and saw me and Berta a couple days ago. There's a theater out here that we like to go to. It's kind of an art theater, and they're doing some drive-in stuff. Um, their whole drive-in setup, way more profesh than the Chicago International Film Festival, must say. Yeah. And uh, they were screening the new Zappa documentary. So I've seen two drive-in movies this year, both about... 60s, 70s, um, uh, groundbreaking uh, performers um, titled after their last names, uh, Belushi and Zappa. And then in the Zappa one, they show him hanging out with John Belushi. What do you know? Uh, it, was, it was really kick-ass. It's a really good documentary. It was directed by Alex Winter, um, Bill from Bill nice. and Ted. Yeah, really, really well done, really in-depth, um, a lot of fucking just awesome footage that you've probably never seen before of Zappa, very informative, very cool guy. Zappa's always been a guy who, um, I had like a handful of of his music that I fuck with, uh, always have, but I never did like a huge deep dive on his music, and every time I tried, it was like, most of it... Uh, while you know granted it's like um it's like brilliantly written and composed and everything it's also it was, bonkers it was, it's just bonkers and yeah. i never got like enough into it uh there was the f- few songs like fucking don't eat the yellow snow and joe's garage and silly yeah uh, i had a frank zappa th- phase for sure <laughs> and like a lot of it is rooted around um the memories of seeing zappa play zappa on lsd and i was, I was getting you. to that um, um I was saying to Berta when we saw this movie, because they show, you know, when uh, Moon Unit and Dweezil and all the kids are born, and I was telling her that I saw Dweezil, he actually for a while was touring with a lot of ex-Zappa band members and playing his dad's old songs, and it was billed as Zappa Plays Zappa. And me and Matt saw them at 10,000 Lakes Music Festival uh, almost 15 years ago, and I was telling her that it's it's... Hands down, it's the hardest I've ever laughed at a musical concert. And it might uh, give competition to even some of the comedy shows I've seen in my life. I know one, <laughs> as far as I the know, belly laugh? like the, the Dude, uh, I know one of the times we saw Louie, I probably like would mark as the hardest I've ever laughed For in my sure. life. I remember laughing awful hard when he played Chicago Theater with the three guests uh, years with ago. With your mom. Yep. When, yeah, the time we went with your mom. And then when we saw the Mr. Show lineup... Uh, it sounded like it should have like, been a joke, but it was just true. You're like, yeah, with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, we and went we, with your mom. It was, it was us. <laughs> that's who went. Uh, and then one time we saw Mr. Show live. And it wasn't like live sketches of Mr. Show or anything. But it was like uh, Brian Posehn did a set. David Cross did a set. There was somebody else. I know Bob Odenkirk, but there was somebody else. I thought there was a fourth... Was it uh, Paul F. Tompkins? Of. I don't think so. Was it the big ogreish guy, the tall guy? I don't know his name. Mr. Show. Uh, uh, 
Story the, of Everest the, guy? Story of Everest guy. <laughs> no. But then Bob uh, Odenkirk finished the show, and he's not a stand-up. He, but what he did was hysterical, and he just like sat in a chair reading stuff that he'd written for most of it. I remember, though, that uh, show uh, being one of the hardest of our laughs. The point, though, being that Zappa plays Zappa, and I know that the acid played a role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Was, but a bigger role was played by someone in the crowd. And people who've been to music festivals know. You're probably listeners out there that these people that like you dress like assholes. The girls will put on butterfly wings and glitter and all of that shit. And then there's sometimes people are just dressed like wizards and wild shit. And this yes. is also like a two in the afternoon show. It was like the sun was shining bright. You know, it was colorful. I it thought was it not, was like a, a few hours later, like sundown. It was not the nighttime. Sun was up. I remember the sun was being not. up and it was just like, it's the middle of the afternoon. We're hallucinating our balls off. And then I this took guy a lot walks of, up. a lot of acid that day. I remember uh, at least like 10 hits throughout the whole day. Uh, I kept like going up to our buddy who had it, and I would just like stick my tongue out, and he would put another one, you so know, and another one, and another one. So this uh, fucking if, goofball that that is also in attendance at the Zappa Play Zappa show. From we know him as uh, if you if you're familiar with CKY and um, Jackass what was Bam's yeah and Bam's show. Viva La Bam. Bam. Right. There was right. a guy named Rake Yan. Who hung out with Bam Margera and all that big, crew? Uh, like big long goatee and frizzy long hair and mustard. <laughs> he just a, one of the goofy fucking mustard. like counterparts to the jackass uh, Bam this Margera. This guy era. was Rake Young. He looked just like that, and he was wearing like 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 a like a helmet or something. Like he's, he's decked out. <laughs> he's got shit on his face. He's got wild glasses. He's got glitter. He's got like you know like oh, a fishnet God. cut in half, where like his chest is. It's. Uh, super, super short shorts, like speedo cutoffs, you know, like, or like, like what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> he's got uh, beach gear on, but also like down to his, yeah, wow, term is really showing off. Look like a cam girl right now. How much for your OnlyFans? Um, I'm wearing a crop top right now. Yeah, you Matt are. Just saw. Oh my god. You I, I made this me? crop top for my girl, and then she didn't like it, and I was like, well, fuck you, I'm wearing it now. All I can tell you, sir, is that he's. Um, anyways, the, the, the past, he the, was dressed past the helmet and past the speedo and the short shorts and the crazy gear and like the boot, he's, he's wearing the boot boots <laughs> and the, like one of his boots is like a dog chewed the toe off of it. Like a giant <laughs> hole missing where his gross rake, Yanni, hairy knuckle toes are popping out. And me and you like looking over our shoulders down at this, like dressed ridiculous looking dude. And then, like, he as soon as we got to the toe popping out of the boot, dude, it was, it was over. It was, and, it was and like, the soundtrack to this, by the way, is like circus music. Again, bonkers, Zappa, xylophone, shit like that going on. They're playing songs like the Illinois Enema Bandit. Yeah. Uh, and then this guy's got like something you only see in a cartoon is the big toe popping out of a hobo's boot. It was the it was like cartoons were based on that. Like no one was, had ever I done was, that <laughs> before this guy. I was he crying. was a clown. Um but yeah, seeing that guy on acid with that music <laughs> as a backdrop was too fucking much, dude. It was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, so that I was telling toe. Berta uh it was a concert. But that concert ranks up at like the funniest comedy shows I've seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, that concert is up there with how how much I laughed that day. 
it's, you laugh to the point where it, it hurts. It's like someone's like tickle torturing you. Let's be honest though, it was all Raytheon. He was doing the heavy lifting. Uh, I bet even I in know. the I don't remember, but like I'm sure there was humor in the set, like but banter between musicians and stuff that they made it like funny and like Zappa would just do little talk breaks over his music and stuff of just like goofy rants, you know, and that, that type of shit. And it's just especially uh, on drugs. I think uh, it was it's hilarious uh, to listen to. Ray White. Or, or one of the guys from the band. Whoever was singing Illinois Enema Bandit was also a perpetrator of the hilarity. Uh, but yeah, any, anyone with an opportunity to see the new Zappa documentary, I highly recommend that. Uh, it, was, it was really great. You would highly recommend it? I would get high and then recommend that well, all to right. someone. Highly recommended. This week's highly recommended album comes from none other than Richard Groove Holmes. Soul Message. Soul Message. Uh, soul Richard Message, Holmes. right. It's like his soul message, but like soul message. I get it. I, I don't I don't get the double entendre there. Like soul. Like yeah. like one and only. Oh. And no, like, it's spelled S O U L. Okay, never mind. Um <laughs> Richard Groove Holmes is the shit. Uh he was a jazz organ organist. Org organ. Um I was turned on to him by my brother years ago sent me a song everybody look up this song too it's not on the album uh but even before you listen to this album fam uh, familiarize yourself with richard groove holmes by listening to the song on soya joy uh o-n-s-o-y-a space j-o-y uh with him and jimmy smith there's a live version that's just goddamn groovy uh, and then that compelled me to, when I was uh, record shopping one day, I think when we were on the All My Demons tour, uh, I bought Soul Message by Richard Groove Holmes. It's just a great album. Uh, I play it all the time around the house if I'm, like, fucking cleaning or just doing shit around the house. Uh, very smooth. It has a version of a song that... This is, it's been recommended a couple times because you recommended Shades of Blue, the Mad Lib album. Um, Shades of Blue has a Mad Lib remix version of this song. Song for my father! Do, 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 do! Um, yeah, it's just fucking smooth, smooth shit. Um, I made a playlist in the car the other day based on, uh, that question from last week about like samples that you discovered through hip hop music. So I would ah. do like, I would play like David Axelrod's Holy Thursday and then follow it with Dr. Carter from Lil Wayne's Carter three. 
Yeah, okay. That's all. Um, I actually thought about that more and still didn't come up with a whole lot. There was obviously like the, what is it, Tom Scott and uh, Pete Rock, uh, Reminisce Over You type stuff. I remember having those vinyl, you know, and just like... Dude, Berta played that song a few days ago, you know, having nothing to do with this conversation. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, I also played, speaking of Steely Dan, Black Cow by Steely Dan into Gas Draws by MF Doom, my favorite MF Doom song. Um, you know, it's fun stuff. Highly recommend. Another playlist for nobody to uh, find in the description. No. No, no. No, this was just like a cue. Um, but yeah, Terms, Terms Album of the Week playlist. Should I change the name of it to like Highly Recommended? There's probably a million of those. Yeah, that's a little vague. You know? Um... I can also highly recommend something. Uh, is the other day we uh, ate some mushrooms. Me and Berta ate some mushrooms. It was funny. Berta starts eating mushrooms and is like, you want some to me? And then I eat them. And then she realizes she has to take a test. Like a COVID so, test? Uh, no, like she's, she's in college right now, but everything is online. Uh, but she has to like... <laughs> finish a test by a certain time and like we just ate mushrooms uh so i found that funny uh but then i was like yeah, study so high I, take all the tests high get high school yes she passed uh Out. <laughs> <laughs> no she got like a like a c plus uh but then i had to go like be high on mushrooms and do my own thing for a little while while she worked um and i, I pulled up on her roku we're logged into my dad's uh, Disney Plus account. It's such a weird thing to say. Logged <laughs> into my dad's Disney Plus account. I think uh, I've, I explained before how my dad like helped raise some little kid. You know, uh, I've told you that. It's yeah. a long story. Uh, it's not interesting. But because of it, he bought the kid. He pays for Disney Plus. So the kid can <laughs> he bought the kid. He t- he took such good <laughs> care of it. They let him pay c- cold hard cash to take it home. How much for the kid? Yeah. Uh, no, he, what do I gotta got to do to put Disney you Plus. in this kid today? And then he, he <laughs> has his own uh, profile so he can watch The Mandalorian shit. So I have that. And The Simpsons. Uh, anyway, I ate... Basically, the story is, or the recommendation is, eat some mushrooms. And if you don't have Disney Plus, uh, pay for like a trial or whatever, or, or like one month. So your recommendation is to do mushrooms and then give money to the man? Wow. To just get sucked into the fucking system. Dude, eat mushrooms, and then on Disney Plus, I watched all of the Pixar animated shorts. It was the best. It was the best time that I've had in in quite a while. Uh, Disney Pixar shorts, or Pixar animated shorts, are the greatest. The last two times I ate any mushrooms, nothing really happened. But I was also drinking alcohol and didn't eat, like, an immense amount. I was just like, yeah, this should kick things up. And then I was like, no, no, it didn't. It was a bummer. Don't drink and then do eat an immense amount and then watch the Pixar shorts (laughs) on Disney+. Plus. It's a good fucking time. I highly recommend that. Highly recommend. There's one called Lava. Loved it. Uh, The Blue Umbrella. Loved it. Uh, yeah, that was, was, was fun. Did you watch, um, also, as entertaining as watching Pixar shorts on mushrooms, maybe, uh, 
Did you watch this uh, goofy ass Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, exhibition yes, over the weekend? I did, but I was also again inebriated. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't tell you round around what was going on, but I was looking at it. I was looking right at that television. Who would have thunk that <laughs> Jake Paul uh, would make it worth everybody's dime? I guess anybody who paid. I don't know anybody who paid, but somebody no. had to have paid to watch this. You know um, who paid? Nate Robinson. He paid the oh ultimate price. Oh, my God. Paid with his consciousness. Yeah, uh, that's, that's yeah. rough to see because, like, here's, here's, what I, to see. here's what I know about Jake Paul. Like, not much. I know, like, it, just the headlines about, oh, he's doing some blog over here and, like, now Chinese people are mad at him or something. Or he was I looting. Think in that's a, in a, all, a, the or, thing or, is, though, there's Logan Paul. Uh, see, I don't I know which one of up. them exactly i don't know which one of them is known for which antics either way just some youtuber guy right just some fucking youtuber guy that's what he is to me i couldn't tell you what he's known for or what his show is called or what the fuck he's some youtuber guy right am i am i close yes here's what i know about that's Nate exactly Robinson. what he is he's a fucking nba legend i've watched him for years he's a dunk champion he's like a three Four time, time? Dunk. he's three time he's a dunk champion like times three Okay. He also played for the Bulls for a period of time. Played for the Knicks for a period. Of time. He's been all around, but uh, he was like you know the my generation's Muggsy Bogues of the fucking little guy who who just is a good baller and and dunks and like is I don't know. He's a, he matters to me. <laughs> He's not some fucking YouTuber guy. <laughs> he helped my Bulls team for a couple of years. Also not achieve playoff victory. But it was a good year, man. Uh, yeah, that was rough. It was rough, too, because that whole fight before that happened was just them not knowing how to box. And, like, I don't know how to box, but I know when I'm looking at someone who also doesn't know how to box. Like, they would just well, clinch up every time, and then they'd be separated. It happened, like, 25 times in a row. And then it's almost, like, it's almost like you like okay. got into the rhythm of, like, uh, all right, well, this is now the, the flow of the fight. You're, we're going to clinch up, the ref's going to break it up, and then we're going to do it again. And then I'm, I'm going to hit him in between one of these. I and think, uh, you know, say what you want about Jake Paul. You do. Uh, if, if, yeah, if you want to say he's a douche. That's, that's coming totally from me, by the way. Anybody <laughs> who knows me from anything, <laughs> where'd you see it? Yeah. Uh, no, the guy sucks. He's a douche and everything. Um, and after the fight, it's hilarious that they asked him who he wanted to fight next, and every one of his answers was someone who's not a boxer, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and his first fight was with a YouTube guy. And he won. His second fight was with a former NBA player, and he won. And then they ask him who he wants to fight next, and he's like, Dylan Dennis, Conor McGregor. First of all, way out of your league, just in star power. And second of all, like, uh, I guess Conor McGregor has uh, a boxing match under his uh, belt, and it is fucking against Floyd Mayweather. I don't want to give him any credit, but like, he probably knows what's going to make a headline you know, after that. Oh, punch. of course, so but it's like, it's, Yeah, why it's don't you call like, it Conor? If you wanted to be taken seriously as a boxer in the world of boxing, you, you have two fights. Uh, you won the second one on a very big platform and in great fashion. Now you have an opportunity. Like, call out a real boxer. You don't have any real boxers in your head that you're aware of that you could call out. Uh, I find it hilarious that he did. But regardless, when the fight started and even leading up to it, you can tell that he uh, has more training and I think takes it a little more seriously than Nate Robinson did. Yeah. Or does. Uh, 
And Nate Robinson. I don't know why Nate Robinson would agree to this. Do they have some sort of Twitter beef or something that like le- I don't know anything about their relationship? They like, do. They must. Uh, yeah. And why I would he of that the other day at all? I had the same question in my head the other day, and then before I could even like, I couldn't will myself to search to find right. out. It's, and, and you, get, and <laughs> I know you, you think could. about it for one extra second, and you're like, yeah, do I really care? No. No. I know, I know what happened. I, I saw so it in his head. That's, what, that's, what it, that's how it ended. I know the ending of the story, so why read Oh, it? my God. Even before he, uh, he slept him with the last one, because he, he knocked him down like three, three yep. maybe four times, I was like, this is not good. Uh, this is not what Nate Robinson. This is the last thing Nate Robinson wanted, and uh, the second that he hits the the canvas on that final one, you could just see the memes, and that's where this yeah. goes nowadays. Yeah. Uh, the whole like I was, <laughs> the whole I, next chapter of your life is you are a joke. Yep. For millions of people, and you you yeah that happens uh, uh, quite often. You're watching something and you're. J- <laughs> You know, I haven't seen many of the memes. <laughs> the 2021 dunk contest. Oh, I should. Nate Robinson's unconscious body photoshopped floating <laughs> up to the net, jumping over uh, a fucking spud web. You know who posted this? Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Future Grammy. Uh, the next one. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Nate's the NBA logo. Oh my god, that's funny. That is rough, man. Uh, yeah, dude, like, I don't know, this is the worst. <laughs> the second he, he hit it, I just saw all of it happening, like, the whole next few weeks. Yep. Like, this guy is not going to live this down anytime soon. Um, yeah, and then the Tyson-Jones fight was, was really awesome just to see Tyson back in a ring and back in action. I thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided, even though they said there wasn't going to be a winner, then they were like, well, I guess we will crown a winner because everyone on the... Everyone in the world agrees that's not entertaining. Right. Uh, they called it a draw, which I thought I thought it should have gone in Tyson's favor. I thought he did he did much more. From what I remember, uh, that's how I felt about it too. But yeah, the, and the thing is, but that I was so unf- drunk I didn't even see until the next day that it was de- <laughs> called a draw. I just assumed I t- that they like said Tyson won, and like I was I t- so far <laughs> removed from paying attention. There was also a UFC card going on, and I wanted to continue watching that. So I turned it off before they even made any decision. Like, I'll find out whatever right. happens. Yeah, I might have I just done wanted that to too. see the rounds. Um, and I don't know what I was going to say. The end. But I would have given it to Tyson. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that they had this, like, no knockout clause uh, that they were both kind of holding back. I feel like had they not been holding back and Tyson would have uh, really, you know, let loose 100%, uh, we could have gotten to see a knockout maybe. I wonder yeah, if this is going to like... It's such a fucking weird thing to say too, you know, a no knockout rule in a boxing match. Like it's... I know. It's like saying like Which, for a, to go to a Palmer Square show, but it's like they talk to us backstage and they're like, no rhymes. Like you can go up there and, and rap all sorts of words, but they... they no punchlines, <laughs> no rhymes, you know? Like, it's like, that's what we fucking aim to do, primarily. It's the payoff. That is, like, what we're here to do. Uh, um, so that's kind of bogus, but, you know, they're old. Yeah, and when you say no knockouts, people are like, you know, how can you really enforce that? Uh, you know, it's really not up to them if they hit a guy. And sometimes 
you see it all the time in boxing. A guy hits a guy and, and the guy goes down or is out and the guy who threw the punch is like, really? Yeah. From that? You know, uh, th- they don't necessarily know when they're swinging what they're swinging that this is going to be a knockout blow. Uh, but what you get as a result was they just, uh, in order to keep to that, they body didn't shots. hit each other in the head very much. Yeah, and it a lot was of just body, a body game, shot. Which still looks like I wouldn't want to get punched in my anywhere by Mike Tyson. Absolutely. Or anybody, really. Uh, Jake Paul. I don't want that guy punching me either. <laughs> I don't want to get punched. No way. Uh, that guy will um, knock you flat. Yeah, so... Had they not had this clause, it just would have been nice. Obviously, you're watching a boxing match. The the thing you want to see the most is guys landing big, heavy shots to the other guys' head, and you didn't get much of that. Uh, but, yeah, it was really cool to see Tyson suited up. I wonder if this is going to, uh, you know, like light a fire in him that he might want to, like, take an actual fight going forward from now. That would be really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's we'll what see. it was. He was like, uh, I saw uh, like a minute of him talking after, and he seemed very like, you know, like just excited. Like, yeah. Like, like he didn't he care to great. who won. You know, he's just like, it just feels so good to be out here, and it's not about knockouts anyways. It's about going the distance and all this. Like, it's like he just looks like he looks like a guy who just like did a thing he used to be champ at, and and you know had an opportunity to. It's when like, you say he's, he's, he's a fucking legend, and it's just like I don't know, good for him. When you say that between the two of them. Uh, one is 56 and hasn't fought in 15 years. The other is 51 and hasn't fought in two years. It's And then you look at the two of them, it's surprising that Tyson is the one that's 56 and hasn't fought in 15 years. Yeah. You know, he he looks like the one who's only had two years off. Uh, just from body. I thought Roy Jones looked flabby. Well, you know, that's easy to say now with you at age 30, you know. <laughs> this guy's old. Is he actually 56? I didn't think he was quite 56, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? I thought they were saying 54. I was 54. surprised Nate Robinson was 36. I thought he was a little older. I was like, God damn it, Nate. It's like, I'm, you're fucking my age. 54. Okay. I saw Dana White somewhere was saying 56. And it, when he said it, I was like, I thought they said 54. Yeah. So he was wrong. He's dumb. 54. But still. Um. Well, what else? We have... Uh we got some inquiries. Yes, let's do some fan questionnaire. We got some fan um, feedback over here. Also, a uh, quick thank you to everybody and anybody there who got a oh, record over the weekend. Shit. Uh, we knocked a few bucks record. off the vinyls. Thanks uh, to everyone who got a hoodie this hoodie, weekend. Hoodie, hoodie. Uh, yeah, man, we, we, the black ones went very quickly. The, uh, black hoodies, all 75 of those were gone, uh, in less than a day and, uh, a number of the white ones too, but we still have, um, the white tie dyes available. I think there should be some left of every size still in that, but, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you guys again for your continued support. This was, I was thinking about the day we (coughs) released those and last time we did it of how, like, these are the things where, uh... (laughs) We're do, like all we're doing this year, uh, instead of the road game that normally takes right. up this amount of attention of, you know, the, the payoff again, what we do this for and to go bring the show to your town, to go meet fans, to go sell physical merchandise, which is also like, you know, good for our pockets and all of that got wiped out for everybody this year, not just us, obviously. Uh, so that sucks. But, um, these, uh, good note collaboration hoodies, uh, have been very helpful for us and good note, you know? And uh, the, yeah, really the vinyl records with Bishop too. Just in general, doing that this year was like a plan, but then it became like a 
like a we need to do this and we need to do this right. So uh, thanks to everybody who supported these like, you know, merch store initiatives and stuff because it, it it's like... I don't want to make it sound as dire as like it's a survival level now or something, but like it was a little bit of a scare of like, well, what the fuck are we going to do about like what we do for a living and, and how we reach our fans yeah. at all. So like, uh, yeah, this year stinks. And um, thanks for uh, everybody <coughs> making it stink less with uh, grabbing one of those. And there are yeah, more available again, spookylanguage.com slash shop. Get some uh, for the holidays. Yeah. For um, the, wrench that was thrown into the gears of this year we still have done pretty well for ourselves just on the uh the merchandise end and we have anyone who's listening solely to thank for that uh solely like from their soul like s-o-u-l oh like the soul Um, message yeah I, i mean i was just looking over it uh this morning and we did we've done pretty good it's been pretty good just uh when you consider that you know, the wrench that was thrown into this year's gears and that we weren't able to do any of the things we had originally planned. Uh, a lot of the merchandise that we've sold, and we've sold a good amount of it um, on our on our shop this year, was merchandise that we had printed to take on the road and then had to cancel the tour. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of really those yellow uh, and maroon shirts also were like, that was like, on, that was only money lost for a period of time where we're like, well these were going to go get sold over there and now we can't go anywhere. So like uh, right. people supported those, they supported the hoodies, the vinyls and uh, you know, just super really, thanks. Yeah. It came to our aid with the support and uh, we can't thank the listeners enough. So hell yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of actually before there was uh, before we jump into the voicemails, somebody wrote in and wanted to uh, give a shout out. This was uh, a girl on Instagram, Amy. She messages and she wanted to give, <coughs> like I said, this is not a unique uh, problem this year for the Palmer Squares. Everybody's having a fucking rough one. And uh, Amy had a favor to ask. It says, you're probably thinking, who the hell is this chick asking us for a favor? And she was right. But hear me out. I'm a teacher and teaching during this pandemic has been truly the worst. I teach uh, virtual and face-to-face simultaneously, so I'm pretty much dying of exhaustion. I teach, sleep, and cry. That's about it. I have no energy to do anything else. Uh, Eating, exercising, never heard of it. But y'all, my boyfriend during this time has been the real MVP. He's taken uh, over all the responsibilities so I can rest if and when I get the chance. He's nothing but understanding with the situation I'm in, and I want to do something to show my appreciation. So, unfortunately, she couldn't do something better for you. But uh, the Palmer Squares want to acknowledge want- Alan Levine for being boyfriend of the frickin' year over here next to me. Because I do this stuff, too, for my girlfriend. So, like, you know, don't steal <laughs> my thunder uh, too bad. But yeah, Cuck of the stinks. year. Yeah. Way to go, Alan. I really am also the, like, uh, stay-at-home fucking boyfriend, though, like, of my girlfriend going back to work and wearing a mask and, like, working in a salon and stuff. And it's like, right. I've had a fuck. I do this podcast once a week for a living. So it's like, I've, I've been trying to... Just cover some groceries and set the field and make life easier where I can. Uh, Cooking and cleaning ain't that bad. I don't know what these bitches have been complaining about. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, his name's Alan. Shout out Alan. He's just a real good dude. Uh, I wish I could think of a more elephant, uh, elephant, eloquent way to say things. Here, I can think of a less eloquent way. Say elephant. <laughs> a lot of my coworkers, significant others, have not been understanding during this time, and Alan does everything. Um, he never complains Sounds like I'm too Alan. tired. And he's a very sweet boy. Uh, so I said no problem. Fan shout-outs are what we do on this show. 
And, uh, right. you know, shout out Alan, shout out Amy, shout out everybody who had to find a fucking way to, like, uh, navigate this shitty year. Um, shout out all my cucks. Uh, it sounds like Alan is... Uh, Blushing right deserving. now. Like, Babe. Uh, if Amy's listening, it sounds like he's deserving of having his butt eaten. Mm-hmm. So flip them legs up and get to work. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the I don't, balls. Finger I in the like butt. I like having my butt eaten, but I don't like the <laughs> finger in the butt thing. And maybe it's just because girls, uh, or my girl, um, they're not like well-versed in, in doing that. I guess just not to themselves yeah. or to anyone other than, than themselves. Um, I don't know. My girl's not like delicate with the finger. It's always just like, eh, we don't need that. Yeah, I've always, I've never not waved off the finger. It's like, eh, eh. The tongue is where it's at. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a way you can thank him in return, Amy. You know, he says, I teach, sleep and cry. And that's about it. It's like, and you can lick this dude's butt for being such a great boyfriend. Or you could do all four at once. You could just cry while you're licking his bum, half asleep. You want to be a Somebody real hot learn mess? Something. <laughs> Tongue the bung. I don't think this is what she asked for, but uh, in any event, thank you to all our fans. A week late so can on you our Can please call my boyfriend a cuck and tell me <laughs> to eat his ass? <laughs> oh, it says, uh, she says he's a big fan, listens to the show, uh, is also I'm a sure rapper. He is. This dude's the shit. This is he's fucking Alan's day. I love Alan. Um, let's see if we have another fan who's. As valuable and worthy to our lives as Alan. Uh, let's see what this fucking joker has to say. Yo, what's up, boys? Uh, it's Mike just calling in from Chicago, Illinois here. Mike? Uh, hey, that's off, where I am. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, your music getting me some, through some tough times these past couple crazy months. Um, lost my job and was broken up with by my girlfriend, but your music is definitely helping me stay smiling every day, so I Cucked. very much appreciate that. Ouch. Damn, dude, this is like movie scenario stuff. Eviction notice. The girlfriend leaves. That's my new thing is uh, find the cuck angle to anything. <laughs> is that anytime like a guy, just being a good guy now is, you, you don't want to be one because you don't want to be embarrassed for being a cuck. Right. You got to put up with your girl, you're a cuck. Your girl leaves you, you're a cuck. <laughs> Either way, we're all cucks. Um, question I wanted to ask Terman Act this week was, for your money, who do you think is the most underrated Chicago rapper? Personally, for my money, it's definitely Balco. All right. Peace, boys. Talk to you later. Well, I'd be lying if I said I was too familiar with Balco. Uh, yeah, and I'd be lying not. if I was saying that the most underrated Chicago rapper wasn't me. Well, you would be lying because it's, it's me. It's actually um, me. How do we do Between this? Between the two of us, who do you think they rate less in the group? Be honest. You. It's me. Winner and still champion. <laughs> Least important rapper in Chicago. It's, Acumen, uh, ladies it's a, and gentlemen. It's one of those questions you got to tiptoe around as to not like, uh, I don't know who's going to hear this answer. Also, know? to say somebody's underrated is maybe to point out that like what, that, what they're not they're not on or like they're, they're a nobody or something because that's not the case either. I, I do think we would fit in a category of uh, underrated in Chicago, but also probably not. Because we've done, we've done something. We have, uh, we have, you know, we've we have a following that that grew into something that was able to like uh, pay our bills this year in a pandemic. We like, have worth. A lot of rappers don't have that, and um, I would say they're more underrated because they're still very talented, but maybe haven't made those those bones that we did fucking thank God after ten years. 
Yeah, so, maybe they should have been putting up fucking uh, aging videos on YouTube like 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> maybe they should have been messaging Deep Pride and calling him a faggot <laughs> in diss Doing tracks. Ev- maybe they should they have done s- everything wrong in their YouTube rap <laughs> yes. careers. But they didn't, and uh, that's our game. No, I don't know. It's, um, it's funny to me because if, just a few years ago, I would have said something like Saba to this question because he's been my favorite Chicago rapper since like 2013, but he's right, so but like not underrated anymore. And he's got a he's lot of shine. Grammy he's nominated. So, yeah, exactly. And like, uh, so, but I still, I would just rather talk about it in terms of like my favorite and, and, and him and pivot still are. In fact, Joseph Chilliams is like, has been one of my favorite rappers in Chicago for a long time. I still think like, you know, pivot is like kind of running shit in Chicago in a lot of ways and they keep content coming wow. and they're all like a really good squad, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say they're super underrated either. They've got like fucking, you know, Questlove listening Sway. to their album and stuff. Like, uh, they're just, Fonte. they're just my favorite. And I, I still go back to that. I don't know what other Chicago artists I've went back to more. Wow, dude. You aren't, you're not going to say verbal Kent. <laughs> hey, I bought his CD. What the fuck did you do? Um, uh, I watched him perform and I liked it. But yeah, that's like I've I really enjoy um, the pivot game releases. Say, um, who was that guy who we played that show with? Pugsley. Remember we went and saw Adams. that guy who played the show with Yomi at Sub T, and he was like a drummer rapper guy. Oh, Luke guy. Titus. Luke Titus. He just put out his his debut album, and is, is Jay Z uh, all over half of it? You guys, note the name Luke Titus because I think he's another one of those guys that we're going to like, kind of like brush up against, and then in a few years we're going to be like, oh, he's on TV next to you know icons. He was really good, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you remembered his name he was because great. I forgot. And uh, we, yeah, we just saw him out of the blue a year or two ago. At a, we didn't know uh, I, um, him at all, but stayed for his set, and he was fucking awesome. I and got drunk, and at some point during his set, he talked about he uh, referenced jazz musicians that inspired him, and he he mentioned Oscar Peterson, and I was like in my biggest. Uh, I want to party Peterson with you, phase. right? And I got drunk, and then after the show, I went up and shook his hand, and I went, I tried to say, like, uh, hey, I fuck with Oscar Peterson, too. I heard you men- mentioned Oscar Peterson. And I said, uh, I like Oscar Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Oscar Peterson, too. <laughs> a fucking asshole, dude. Kicking myself all night. That's so funny. <laughs> I just love that. Like, to one of our big fans or listeners, just like, your term. They don't know this know. other guy, and you're the fucking boob. You're the chuckle Somebody, Somebody has been in <laughs> like the same Oscar. position, I'm sure, with having talked to me. Yeah. But to, to ease their anxieties or whatever about it, uh, just know that I've, you know, me, I do that shit all the time. Told yeah. Joe Rogan he was badass. My favorite one. I like Oscar Peterson. I also hate that we just rehash old stories. But my, (laughs) what was the guy's name who directed "Sorry to Bother You"? You, you told him. Boots Riley. Boots Riley. You told you saw him at the film festival and you told him your favorite part of his other movie. (laughs) I saw the movie Blind Spotting and I saw his movie uh, "Sorry to Bother You." Sorry for bothering you. And in Blind Spotting, it's a much more serious movie. And. 
they they it's a white guy and a black guy and they and they're like friends and they rap with each other all the time and the raps in the movie are really well written they're really good and then in Boots Riley's movie Sorry to Bother You and the raps in in Blind Spotting are also like really social commentary and everything they're really hard hitting and then in Sorry to Bother You there's one part where the main character goes to like this party with these rich white people and they they want him to rap just because he's a black guy. They're like, oh, black guy. And they give him a mic and they're like, rap something for us. So he just says the N-word a bunch of times. Over a beat. Yes. He just, he like, just repeats, repeats that it. over and And that's the whole rap part of that movie. Uh, you know, like I always say, dude, instead, you know? Yeah. So he says, dude shit, dude shit, dude, dude, dude shit. That's just what he says the whole time. Right. And then you saw Except the director of, of that dude, movie in person and said And that. I told him <laughs> that the rapping, your movie had the best portrayal, my favorite or the best portrayal of rapping I've ever seen in a movie. That's what I told him. Term said that to the director <laughs> of the movie of dude shit, dude shit, dude, dude, dude shit. And he's just looking at Term, <laughs> fucking movie director, just like, huh. Like, you probably couldn't even put it all together in that moment, like... You mean the N-word scene? Where he, that's the whole rap scene and you, it's your favorite part? He just gave me huh. like a polite nod or whatever. And I'm sure that as he walked <laughs> away, he dissected what I just said and everything and was like, what the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> that's fucked up. I didn't just say it was my favorite part of the movie. I said it's my favorite portrayal of rapping in a film. <laughs> That's what I said to the director. It probably hit him a few minutes later, but it was already too late. You were already uh, fucking and riding someone's was, tail out of the goddamn parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was thinking of Blind Spotting, not his movie. Well, that's good stuff, you guys. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, I don't know who the most underrated. It's probably somebody we've never heard of that's super talented and very Period. underexposed right now. Uh, but for the time being, it's me. It's me. I'm going to say Will is chilling. Uh, is that to promote his upcoming album, 86 Brain Cells, dropping December 13th? Maybe. 11th? December 11th? Is it? Is it it's coming soon. Yeah, I actually, he sent me that album a few weeks ago to just like, hey, oh, check he it, it out. Oh, sent it to me. Same day. Yeah, and I listened to it, and you... And I treated it like the Nas album that I downloaded <laughs> in the Smokies. Not uh, a song. You know what? Will's is better. I was fucking... Uh, I assume. I super into Will's album, so I'm looking forward to nah. that. I know I'm going to love it. Um, somebody else also sent us their their um, project before it came out. It was a couple months ago. And uh, it actually, the project came out yesterday. His name is Jarv. And uh, the, the project is called Flow Stimulus. And I was honored a few months ago when he sent us each a copy of it to listen to and tell them you know, what we thought. I thought yeah. it was great, and I highly recommend that as well this week. Uh, so that's all you. I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. We'll end with something from that for sure. Uh, let's do Fucking another. A, we will. <clears throat> another question, at least one more, yeah? yeah? What up? This is Dad and Geo from Dirty Words Tape, and we heard you guys saying that you never get questions that you haven't already <laughs> been asked. So here's some questions that you've never been asked on the podcast before. Thank you. Question one. Let's do it. What is your favorite Primus album and song? And when you guys say Palmer Square sucks and everybody says Palmer Square sucks, is that kind of a tip of the hat to the old Primus sucks? Uh, no. And I don't like your phrasing, sir. It's like, so when everybody says you guys suck and you always <laughs> say you suck. Do they? <laughs> they do? 
No one says you're good. So that's, that's not just facts, right? That's just a nod to Primus. Um, yeah, favorite, dude, I don't know. I mean, I could be super cliche, you know, with Primus Sucks, and I'd say Herald of the Rocks was one of my favorite songs. Like, when, when I was spun out of my head at Rothbury Festival, seeing Primus close the, the night out or whatever, that's, like, one of my mm. favorite, uh, not for being funny, but one of, like, being weirdest, being, like, the weirdest, funnest shows. Uh, and I was also on a lot of uh, chemicals. Um, another show where... And they, like, ended or encored with Herald of the Rocks, and I, like, lost my shit. It was another show where it was a different buddy, but where a buddy of ours was just, you know, uh, wandering throughout, and every so often you'd run into him and just stick your tongue out, and he'd put another little sliver of acid on it. Right, and then we Remember had Kyle, the, the bag of wine. Kyle, right. Uh, Kyle had that, too. He was, it was like the wizard, the wine wizard. He had, a, he had a cape, and he would come up with his cape, like swing his cape over him so he's just looking over it with just his eyes and then he'd like lower the cape and have like present you with a hit of acid yeah. it was a good old time <laughs> it was fun we had fun <laughs> the good old days um i might have to say i've always loved suck on this and right. i might i would probably say that my favorite primus song is groundhog's day good song um but i might say my favorite album is rhinoplasty um, my my favorite, even even better than that, um, Rothbury live show experience. I think my most memorable Primus experience was being alone in my bedroom back at when I lived at my mom's house. So I was probably nineteen, right before I moved to the city, and mm-hmm. uh, I had just came from your house back in the suburbs, where I ate a white chocolate mushroom treat that I saved from some festival. I bought it. I never ate it during the fest. Brought it home. Delicious. And yeah, it was fucking excellent. Those were I not loved, punk. I love chocolates. You know, I never like hear about anyone eating chocolates anymore. But uh, yeah. mushroom chocolates were some of my favorite. It was one things. of the most delicious ways to consume it. And I remember like one of the just just best. But it was it was I took it too late, and then we hung out, and like halfway through the trip, maybe not even, I had to, I, I went home. You know, like that was the end of the yeah. night, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go home now. And I remember just like I put on. Primus playlist, and I didn't know much about him at the time, but like I, I liked some stuff, but I just played like through three albums and maybe like a live recording, and I was pretty much laid in bed, hallucinating, like looking around my room, <laughs> listening to Primus, and it was excellent. And like it was just, I had the same uh, revelation on Acid with Queen once on a Fourth of July a few years ago, where uh, my girlfriend and I went like, yeah, end of the night, I'm up, I'm all spun still, and then I put on Queen and never really listening to like. Like a like an hour or more of Queen, you know, true. Just sitting yeah. there, just like out of my head on drugs, but just listening to like, you know, it's like like orchestral shit as far as Queen's concerned and stuff. It's like really, in fact, I think you might even uh, have a more of an appreciation for Zappa. Like if you if you took band, you know, and you knew like He's scales and that. Yeah, compo- yes, exactly. These are like these are like real ass they, compositions. Uh, they a lot really of these songs. do break down. Yeah, in that documentary, uh, and and by the end of his career, his last concert, his last performance uh, was he conducted an orchestra playing music that he wrote because he right. was also like kind of too weak and just disinterested in playing the guitar. And um, that's a whole level of musician that beyond like writing raps and then say it into the mic, like like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
being like no, able I, to compose things and conduct orchestra and understanding on all these levels, like what it takes to like make yes. music, like fucking a Quincy Jones level of musicianship. Uh, Zappa brilliance. was like brilliant. It takes exactly. brilliance. Um, yeah, not what we are, but um, with uh, Primus albums, I know Rhinoplasty is like the majority is covers, but I know that's what like. Um, Metallica was one of my favorite bands when I was a kid. One of my first favorite bands ever. Uh, and Primus was my brother Zach's favorite band, I would say, his whole life. Still is, probably. And all of our childhood. Uh, so Primus has just always been in my life because Zach has always listened to them and had t-shirts and everything. So it was always just there. And as any little kid looks up to his older brother, you know, I looked up to and listened to his favorite music as well. Um, but I love Metallica and Primus covers The Thing That Should Not Be on Rhinoplasty, which is what um, gravitated me to the album. It also has a cover of Stanley Clark's Silly Putty, which is fucking insane. Um, it also has a cover of XTC's Scissor Man, which is fantastic. Um, a live... Tommy the Cat, it's got too many puppies. Tommy the Cat was another song that I was like my fucking shit after that mushroom night. You know, yeah. I just like came out of that with a whole bunch of favorites and just like uh I don't know, a new awareness of why they were the shit. I I love Rhinoplasty. Um and yeah, I would probably say Groundhog's Day is my favorite song of theirs. Bam, he continues. Okay. Question two. What Go. Twilight Zone episode is most memorable to you? These are original questions. I'll give you that, sir. I just watched one recently, so that one is the most memorable <laughs> because I just saw it, but it wasn't that awesome. Yeah. It was the one where um, there's the Earth is pulled out of orbit and it's moving closer to the sun and it just is getting hotter and hotter. Yeah. And the AC goes out and this lady... It's just like in her apartment with her old dumbass neighbor lady. Uh, and then she wakes up at the end and she's been like having a fever dream. She's sick. But in the end, like when she c comes out of it and she's in her fever dream, the earth has been pulled out of orbit, but it's just the opposite. It's getting colder and colder and colder. Um, it's not my favorite one. And it's, I don't, yeah. it's only the most memorable because I just watched it. I, I feel like one that's memorable is the uh, an airplane shows up and at the airport. And there's, and there's a thing no, on its wing. No, there's no there's no crew or no pilots. Like there's zero people on board, and they like investigate where the I don't know. I, to me, that that's the premise of one that I know I've seen a bunch of right. uh, some big airliner <laughs> lands, and they can't understand how it got there, and there's nobody on board. Uh, so there's yeah. one. I think the most cliche one is the something on the wing. Um, it's almost hard to fly on an airplane and be seated at a window where the wing is and not think of that that Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like this classic one. And I, I, what's the name of it? But like, doesn't like all the power go out or there's some big neighborhood thing that puts all the people out in the street and they pretty much like turn on each other. And it was a kind of yes. uh, more legendary episode of like. Um, that like was a great the one. psychology of and it kind of relatable to now and when you take resources away and like people turning on each other and it's like well where was he when it happened and how come he's in charge all of a sudden and like these people who are neighbors like tear each other apart because and they don't like nothing really happened or they nobody knows anything but uh that was like 
I feel like the name of that one is escaping me, or I should know that, but I don't watch it that often, but I've definitely seen a whole bunch of dozen of fucking episodes. Um, I think the other cliche one, but and still amazing, is uh, the one where the guy, there's a guy who works at a bank, he likes to read, uh, and he, he always, on his lunch break, goes into the bank vault and reads. And then one day he comes out of the vault, and while he was in there, there was a nuclear explosion. Uh, and he's the only survivor. So now he has all the time to read undisturbed and everything, and he goes out to the library or whatever. And as soon as he's going to like start enjoying his new peaceful life of just being able to read and free, he breaks his glasses, and now he can't read anything. Um, and there what is... What a dumb dick. Another... Question the three? one you're talking about might be the monsters are due on Maple Street. Maple Street, yeah. Definitely, and I, I believe it's because I tried to work a rhyme out of that. Uh, the, the neighbors, like, something about eight days a week and the neighbors tweaking on Maple Street or something. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, that one's memorable. Yeah, like the a, empty airplane. I don't know what else. <laughs> there's like a flash of light in the sky that um, Camera that takes pictures of the future stuff. They did that. Electronics. Um, it's kind of uh, like he's, a these guys more ins- inspiration for it was like the precursor <laughs> to a lot of mind bendery type movies and there's this one movie I think I've recommended in the past that you'll either like it or you won't but it's called Coherence and it's kind of like that it's like an event kind of knocks power out and a bunch of people have to put some some clues together but there's like an alternate type of you know alternate reality going on but nobody. It was like, you know, not action-packed, but I remember, uh, I, just, I just like those types of movies, too, that you can tell they're, in, you know, you can see the Twilight Zone influence in them. Uh, yeah, one more question, I think. Question three. Has anyone ever recorded a diss track on you guys? If so, why and who? Obvious. Okay. This guy was like, uh, I'm going to ask things that have never been asked on this podqu- podcast. Podcast. But, uh, but I'm going uh, <laughs> to... Get it out. <laughs> but I'm gonna ask a question about something that happened on this podcast. There was a whole episode. You guys are fucking assholes, scumbags. Come on, bro. You never heard that? Come on. You never heard of that? You never heard of that? Oh. Come on. Come on. Me. You. Come on. Come on. Shut. Come on. I never heard of that. You never heard there of that. There we go. You never heard of that. Woo. Got it. Uh, yeah, so somebody has, and we addressed it. I think it was the beginning of this year. Uh, that was still this year, right? Yeah. Uh, don't remember. Uh, what else did he ask? Let's see. Was there more to it? Number four. Okay, number four. With all the extra time that you have because of the COVID-19, blah, 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 will you guys be doing <laughs> anything with your film skills, such as making short films? No. In acting, playing no. yourself in short films no. to make me laugh? And question five. Oh, well, okay. We'll stop there. Uh, no, I think I addressed that recently, too, on how like I thought I was going to get all this stuff done this year because of, you know. I thought we were going to fucking be TikTok stars. Oh, yeah. Had it all mapped out, and then, you know, it just didn't work. But, no, I, we, like, I feel like we should have. This is the least productive year of my life. Or at least it feels like it. And it's... I guess I've still done. I keep having to like remind myself, like it's okay, like don't, don't you don't you need to move too fast right now. But it's like, what am I doing? 
You know, but also, a, a lot did happen this year. Yes, the diss track. But no, we put an album out. We put two runs of hoodies out. We put these vinyls out where we are, like, you know, when we, earlier in the year at least, writing and we're going to be recording some more shit. It's just like mm-hmm. you'd, you'd think you'd be like a project ahead. And that didn't really happen. In fact, now we're like lagging on something I thought would be kind of done by now because of just other shit beyond the fact that like the tour was canceled. Like I, I've mentioned it three weeks now, but like just like studio equipment, shit in the bed and stuff like that. And we're like, all right, well, it's time to like not stress about being overly creative right now. I need to be like, we need to technically fix some shit. Maybe just take these holiday times to, to, to reset because the creative rap writing i don't know i'm just definitely not in that mode right now it's also uh i mean he's talking about recording yourself oh, film stuff too i'm not you know we, we talk about this all the time i'm just a contrarian uh and i don't know i can't get on board with this like uh people's like ability to talk to their phones and film themselves i'm not saying that there's no talent behind it there are certainly some kids on tiktok uh, you know, who, who display that. Um, it's weird though. I saw this guy the other day, uh, I was using Berta's, um, digital camera. She has like a really nice camera with a big lens and I was shooting some pictures out her car while she was driving. And there was this dude on the sidewalk, uh, walking and taking selfies of himself and then I was taking a picture of him taking his own picture. And then he looked over and saw me taking a picture of him taking his own picture. And he was, like, mad that I was taking his picture. But you can't be mad that I'm taking your picture when you're taking your own picture. You know? Yeah, but he was able to give himself consent, which you didn't have. So problematic. Canceled. Uh I did write, I, I wrote like, I think about 25 pages of a movie. I started writing uh, a That's horror right. movie. And I have worked on it a little more recently, but definitely not enough. I, I, that was one of my ambitions at the beginning of quarantine was like, maybe I'll take a break from rap writing and try to write like something else. One of these other ideas that just never came to light. And now it's still not coming to light, but I, I did write like a quarter of a movie, like my own movie. It's not a good movie. No one's ever going to make this movie. But that's, I did write on, 25 man. pages, and that's more than like 10. Give yourself you know? more credit. I think no. this movie's going down someday. Um, yeah, it's going to tank. <laughs> it's going down, Berta, all right. <laughs> we've been thinking of like uh, just little stuff to be in a movie someday. Um, and this one, I know this one's been done. I don't even have to look it up. I don't know what it's been done in, but I know it's been done. It's, it's too... Uh, simple. We went bowling the other day, and I joked about, um, here I joked about this with my girlfriend, about cutting her head off and then poking my two fingers into her eye sockets and my thumb in her mouth and then bowling in her mouth and then bowling her head down the lane. I feel like every guy with a girlfriend is like, I thought of that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gouging her eyes out and throwing her head over there? Yeah. I know that that's been done, but even if it's been done, you can do it again probably better than it was done before. And I'm not uh, going to treat you like one. you're a weirdo for thinking that because the 25-page so far movie that I started writing, people lose their head in it for sure. Like there's going to be oh, all sorts of fucked of, up shit. <laughs> first you of think all, people are keeping their heads in my movie? First of all, we are thinking of these things together, me and her. It's not like we were having a conversation. I'm just secretly sitting there plotting. She's like, we should get bumpers. We should do the next game with bumpers. <laughs> You're like, yeah, actually, and we should I'm cut like, your head off and throw it down the fucking lane. 
What? Right. No, this is <laughs> we're like spitballing together, and we came up with it. Uh, of all the things we've come up with, that's for sure the one that's most likely been done. We got better ones. I'm not going to give them away. You know, I was. Th- these are like these are now we're into like like let's write a fucking horror TV show or something. I was thinking setting up this equipment uh, to do this Zoom podcast with Term. If I would, I always have my ideas too late. If I would have just thought ahead, this would have been a great like. Uh, we can do it again in the future. We need some more, like, like you see comedians now doing shows, but they're showing you, like, half comedy, half, like, this is what it takes to set up a, a drive-in show now, and you've, uh, here's the hustle and bustle of the new way we're doing it. But even, like, when I have to every week unbox the fucking webcam and the 404 and, like, just set... I'm looking at... I, I have a light on me, like, alone, because it looks better for our fucking streaming each other, and that's something we want for future... I'm uh, the only one seeing this. You don't have to light yourself up. Yeah, dude, but I'm superficial, and, like, I'm also, I want to <laughs> use this equipment. I want to use it, I want everything to fucking, this is well, the setup for, like, if I did a, a radio interview or something, there's a, there's a light and a webcam and a good audio feed and a mixer and an interface You need way more books. Now. You need way more books behind you. Yeah, that's in a different room. This isn't my smart guy room. This is where I make this rap This light songs. makes you look pale. It's not even working. Yeah, it's very close to me at the moment, but uh, I look better than without it. Hmm? See these features? Um, so did this guy have a fifth question? Let's find out. If you start a game of Monopoly, are you morally obligated to finish the game of Monopoly? That's Thank you, and nice. dot, dot, oh. dot, 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 you fags. Woo! You got anything you want to say, Dad? You don't want to call him any dirty names or anything? Oh, sissy bump motherfucker. <laughs> he had his dad call us sissy punks <laughs> Motherfuckers Well played sir Five never been asked before questions And a sissy punk motherfucker However outro. one of the questions asked Was about something that we've talked so about you did Blatantly lose a on point. this show so You did lose yes. a point uh, I finished things I start So yes I would, I would say you should finish that game I also never really no, played Monopoly you- much Right. I, I don't know. Um, like, the, I haven't played Monopoly in many, many years, and it's not a game I grew up. I'm an only child. I didn't have like, you know, brothers and sisters or whatever. I had like lonely kid shit. Brothers and sisters. Um, but yeah, Probably generally didn't. speaking, um, I I finish things that I even don't enjoy just to like, a, just to yeah, be done with it. I I don't know. I don't have like uh, these these um strong feelings on Monopoly like a lot of people have. We definitely played it in my family, uh, but nobody took it that seriously. Fuck it. If I start Monopoly right now, I do not feel obligated to finish it. But, yes, uh, in in this... Uh, come on, man. Now I'm going to contradict myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going stick to where, stick where I'm at. I don't feel obligated to finish it. End of story. Thank you. One more time. Oh, sissy punk motherfucker. Sissy punk motherfucker. Sissy punk. That was a Buford Holiday calling in. Sounds like my Uncle Peter. Um, what else? Maybe we could do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do. You want to wait like uh, thirty seconds? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I want to wait thirty seconds. That's what I want. I was do gonna. Right now. I was gonna pipe up for this next one, so I'm pipe you know, up. <laughs> I'm use up. Jeff's crack pipe. No, uh, even scummier. You, I'll, hold on. Tell me if this is scummier than the crack pipe that Jeff sent us. One second. 
Oh yeah, boy. You see what we have here. Hold on, you're you're glitching, you're breaking up. I'm glitching. You're frozen, hold on. Glitching in the kitchen. Okay, now you're there. What's up? What do you got, you scumbag? Yeah, you're not frozen for me. Oh, this is, ladies and germs, what we call a gravity bong. Yeah, that's scummy. What color was that bottle? Fashioned out of a V8 splash bottle and a Fiji water bottle. Is there still V8 splash in it? It's like green juice. Get some no, new it's bong just like water. Bong water. Ew, dude, get some fresh shit. It and looks like V8 splash kiwi juice. And I'm lighting it with a like a stick lighter that you light a grill with. He's got a grill lighter. It's the loudest lighter. It's got like a, a, a ratchet and a click. Yep. It's got it's about to get V8 splashed. Jeebs. It's Jeeb time, bro. Gravity bong. Never my favorite way to smoke. My only memories really of it are like teenage years and mostly other people like right. that was Sleeping their way at Kyle Page's house yeah. <coughs> 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 Woohoo right. now you're ready to go. Now you're ready for ten more questions. <coughs> was this twenty questions or something? Sup fellas. The um guy. Happy Thanksgiving. Calling on Thursday. Um, um guy so something I haven't heard you guys talk about. All right, wait, can we pause for a second? I just want to say that uh, there is somebody who, and how do I put this? Somebody who does not not bother, is not not bothersome herself, <laughs> uh, just w- keeps mm. harping on and telling me to say that the um guy harasses her, but she doesn't give me any proof. You know, to go off of. What was the so thing about just, not, not? What was the... Okay, she kind of harasses me, <laughs> for, be, for being honest. But I'm not a little bitch. I can take it. Um, Cuck. And then, she, he, yeah. And then she says that the um guy, she knows um guy, and that he harasses her or something. But now these are kind of un- unsubstantiated claims, because I don't have any proof. Can't you, you know? guys just realize you're in love with each other? Oh my god. Um guy yes. and whoever this chick is. Why don't you just fucking end up saving Silverman this and stop lying to yourself? You're the hardcore <laughs> bitch I always dreamed of. Exactly. So uh I just wanna say, um guy, I guess knock it off and ultimately the two of you fucking figure it out between yourselves, man. Leave me out of this. That's, that's- that's enough. I don't want to hear anymore. He's perverted. I think he's <laughs> impressed and He's confused. perverted. Have you considered therapy? Okay. <laughs> I deserve that. Is there anything else you want to tell me? So, yeah, you guys will be fine. Start um, ring shopping. Um, guy's got three balls. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, he still has a whole voicemail. Um, so something I haven't heard you guys talk about. Whole ass voicemail. Year, That's what the kids say now. Which I'm surprised because, I know you're a fan, is uh, the new Run the Jewels album. I think it's impressive that these dudes have consecutively now come out with four albums, still stick to like their formula and the way that they sound and yet still sound fresh every time. It's also impressive that they were both established in their own careers, come together without even changing their styles at all and just fit together like a dude. <laughs> and 
yeah. So I just wanted to get your guys' take on that album and any other artist that you think has done that throughout their career, just consecutively dropping fucking hit after hit albums anyway. So, yeah. Smooch. So, yeah. Uh, Run the Jewels album from earlier this year, right? Uh, I listened to it one time, and I, I remember enjoying it, but it wasn't, it didn't like... Uh, I don't know. It Maybe was it, it was my I, mood, but yeah, like I remember when I listened to RTJ three, I like was more so impressed, or maybe just enjoyed it more personally. But yeah, they're yeah. they're fucking awesome, and you're right. They have just knocked out four in a row, and not had to um, stray or change their. They didn't have to make we, a comeback that turned all their fans against them. You know, they're good. They're good. We talked a little bit about um, Ooh La La. I think I opened. Uh, yeah. The show one week with one of the songs, if not that, it was Pugilistic, the, the slave. linguistics are Jeru the damager. It was the slave one, which I think was the one Pharrell is on. Actually, it was what I opened with. Uh, but the ooh la la video, I think we talked about that. It was like one of those videos that you watch as a musician, and you're like, you know, it just fills you with so much envy of like, I wish this was my video. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, I do feel like maybe Freddie Gibbs is somebody who I think had, a, I don't know about like four, but like there's oh. there's a, a few in a row that I thought were awesome albums. <laughs> Excuse me. The thing is, I'm not really familiar with Killer Mike's solo stuff or LP's solo stuff. Um, I, I like Run the Jewels a lot. And yeah, they are, they are though like some of the main... Um, People doing it right now who inspire me in this whole, like, uh, you know, when you get uh, disenfranchised or, or you're just like, you know, what am I doing? It's been 10 years and, you know, you feel like you've plateaued or whatever. You can look at these guys who, like, yeah, they were doing it for 15, maybe longer, 15 years or so. You know, they, they had a little success or so they, they, you know, crossed ways with it, but... Um, you know, after like 15 years of grinding, something total, something different, like uh, two chains, they just like do something different. Stop going by Titty Boy. Uh, in fact, two chains popped off with "I'm different." Yeah, you know, it's like Takashi. You gotta dye your hair, yeah. start yelling the N word. No, fuck that. Yeah, you just gotta. That's, that's uh. You gotta see what the kids not, respond to. I don't get what that part of it has to. You know, what's the big deal? The guy's Hispanic. He just really doesn't look like it when you put it 25 bloods behind him. It just looks weird. And it was weird. They asked in that, they asked, like, the two Treyway folks about, like, how do you feel about it? Like, do you have any opinion on, like, this dude who's just, like, so, you know, paying all of you and putting red hats on you to stand behind him while he, like, yells the N-word? Like, a lot of times, even in Hispanic community, like, blacks don't enjoy other folks using that word and he like got emotional and like took his mic off and walked it, away in the, and i was like only, what was that about yeah i don't know i've only seen it like uh on social media you know when i was a delivery driver the mexican dudes there used it way more than the black dudes there but none of the black dudes expressed any like negative feelings about well that. apparently maybe they're bottling it up because this guy when asked about maybe it they're bottling he, it up he unmiked himself and like rubbed a tear and was like i, I ain't talking about that shit he walked <laughs> away a tear? it was weird well, maybe it was just why like, didn't he address uh, it at all why what? didn't you just say like next question i'm not talking about this bullshit he yeah, like he was like I, I see what you're trying to do with this interview and i'm not going to give it to you i guess so um how do we how do we get on takashi i don't know but um brings it all back guy. to um guys call 
And uh, I don't know who else did that. I said I like the last few albums from Pre Freddie Gibbs, but it's such a different, like, Run the Paul Jewels McCartney. has, like, this energy type of, you know, upbeat, almost like, not EDM crossover, but some songs, you know, that quarter note kick, like, energy, yeah. jump up and down, change ups and shit. Like, that's not, like, Freddie Gibbs style at all. Run it's up in the club, like. It's like, you know. Club? Which one? Vinyl soul loops turned into, you know, <coughs> down-tempo beats and then... It's just such a different vibe, but I feel like Freddie Gibbs does stick to that, and he keeps working with a different producer every like last few albums, and he's not like straying from his style at all, and he's you know having these legendary producers from Alchemist to Madlib, and like I don't know, they're all like they're all good albums. So also um, the consistency the is you know admirable. It, there's inspiration for me in Run the Jewels that like LP is not like. Uh, how do I put this? Like hip for young people, I'm assuming. You know, I don't think fucking young people look at LP and are like that guy's really cool. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, but, for, but yeah, it's like but you put him next reason, to Jake Paul, they're gonna point at Jake Paul. Like we we understand that what we're looking at that guy. Just for some reason, uh, <laughs> ten like, years younger. Yeah, we're um, going with him. Like um guy said. Uh, him and Killer Mike's styles just fit together, and um, and, I, and I, I'm assuming like most people who love Run the Jewels like don't even know what LP looks like. <laughs> Is yeah. that disrespectful? Am I disrespecting the man right now? Because I don't want. I'm not trying to do that. Maybe he's listening. Shut up, pussy. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. Word of mouth. Ludicrous. <laughs> Word of mouth. Uh, let's read. Um, somebody, somebody recently. Uh, oh, Young Thug. This was really weird. Did you hear this? Yes, I did. But I did thing? not. I, I, I'll tell you right now. I didn't actually dive in and find the full quote. But I saw. I, uh, and I was like, "F you, bro." <laughs> I didn't dive in. Uh, I swiped right on the post I was looking at, and there was like a sixty-second clip with some of the audio, and I, I, you know, sixty seconds. I didn't even do that. I did that much diving. No swiping. Right. Uh, it's just weird, though, from what I caught, that it's... So, Young Thug, honestly, I didn't hear much disrespect. He just, like, didn't uh, suck Andre 3000's dick and was like, I've, I really never listened to him. Which I can say that about a lot of people. I feel like... like, like There's no disrespect. Uh, maybe it's out him. of context, but I saw, like, quotes that um, didn't seem and, nice. the weird thing is that uh, he then, as an example of whatever he, he's saying, Andre 3000 is not, as an example of you know someone who is those things, he, he brings up Elton John is like his other, that's who he's comparing ultimately, which I don't know, it's just weird. He was talking about Elton John like he knows him. Does Young Thug and Elton John hang out? Uh, Atlanta legend Andre 3000 is one of the most respected hit. All right, it's already got like, it's got to suck his dick from the top. I just want the quote. Um, right. During the interview... I can't rap you to Andre 3000 songs. I ain't never paid attention to him, never in my life. Look, when T.I. Uh, stated that Thug has worked with Elton John despite dismissing him, American rapper, uh, the American rapper then clarified the difference and said Elton John likes to kiss ass. Andre like his ass kissed. Um, is that a direct quote? Yes. Okay, I didn't even get that far. Because he does just start talking about how, like, um, I don't. how did Elton John get brought into it? I don't know. Like I said, I should have just watched the whole clip, but uh, right. I'm not so seeing that So then he just starts saying how, like, when you meet Elton John, you know, he just, like, sucks up to you the whole time and treats you like, you know, you're his favorite guy or something. And I'm like, how did they get on Elton John? And then 
saying that that's not how Andre 3000 treats you is not like disrespecting Andre. I, I again, I didn't hear everything. Right. Though. It's it's all you know. It's subjective because like I have paid attention it's to gossip. Him. He's it's one dumb. of my favorite rappers of all time for sure. Like that's my point in bringing it up though is so like, it's only gonna it's, bother people like me who are just like, well, I'm picking between uh, him and you, and you can go fuck yourself because. I, I listen to him. Honestly, talking about Young Thug, never paid attention to him. Never once in my life. Exactly. Never I paid attention you to him. Another thing, uh, for me to not be able to rap you some like two songs of somebody's doesn't mean that I don't know their shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, or that you can't even give them props, where it's like, I'll give props to plenty of people that I don't even really enjoy uh, what they make. I was talking about Takashi last week, of like, his hustle seems pretty hustly. Like, he sucks at rapping and stuff, but he's a hard worker. Like, I can give props where it's due a lot of times. Wouldn't you want to just... told that guy to eat that chicken bone all menacing-like. Right. You're telling me Young Thug never saw Semi-Pro? Get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, I just bring it up because it's like me talking about LP. I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect the guy, but somebody could listen to that and be like, Term was shitting on LP. Just like I right. heard that clip and was like, that's also wasn't like shitting if that's on Andre the, 3000, if, but the way you're going to hear about it is Young Thug disrespects Andre 3000. Of course. And that's like how they get you. But uh, honestly, even reading those quotes where that's, I, I think it's also in contrast because uh, Andre has said things praising Young Thug, I guess. So they're like, well, what the fuck? Right. Like, why are you saying like, but also, yeah, if you just, if that's the worst that he said, I guess he never really listened to Outkast growing up and it didn't influence his musical styling so he doesn't know what to say about it and then somehow elton john's ass is in the picture and who knows what's going on dude we're at that point um in the culture like you said uh chad vanna black sorry <laughs> our own uh vanna black soul has said about Nas that hearing him say a line on his new album that's just like slang is like weird it was like cringy i don't want to hear Nas say that you know, so we're at a point where like even Nas to young listeners uh, is capable of like overstepping or like trying to over yeah. like represent young. Hey, culture. Nas, stay old. So stay in like, your old fucking lane. Right. Um, so, you know, you have a generation now. There's like kids now. Kids. My point is that like they're becoming adults. Uh, people that are becoming adults now and, and launching careers who were born in 2000. Yeah, who were born in like after two thousand. I've I've thought uh, about so that too. How it's it's weird they're that they're gonna look at music from before they were born, like we look at music from before we were born. Yeah, we're oh, the last shit. generation that like has a memory of non not having cell phones. Like I remember when cell phones, and these are before smartphones. They were brick Nokia things, and like my mom. It like wanted me to have one. It was like this is how I'm gonna keep yeah. tabs on my kid. Like you need one. I'm like I don't want that. Sh- I don't want to carry this shit around. Like I don't need one. I'm be- I'll be home dude, after school. But dude, and you could play Snake. I guess <laughs> I had a graphing calculator, <laughs> bro. Was I was the shit. But it was just like I. Re- There's no other generation until like the world gets you know we, uh, somebody the robots wipe us out and we start over. That's gonna remember like like I was 13 and then the you know people started getting. At least people my age, kids were getting, like, people's parents already had them. But uh, I remember, like, not having that. I remember having to, to you know, dial the fucking rotary line to go call and, like, hey, can Seth come out and play and that type of shit. That right. was, I wasn't, that's I over. That's where the last until of. I was an adult when I got my first smartphone. And I'm thankful for at least that. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap this podcast up because I DVR'd Mercules on Dr. Phil. 
<laughs> what? All right. Well, I'll talk about that next week. I wish we did this podcast later today and we could have pulled that. But I saw him say something on Instagram about it. And then I looked at in the TV and today's caption is uh, like rapper gets reality check or something. So I wonder if Mercules mm-hmm. is like the boot camp type, like get real. Oh, totally. Uh, so I definitely, I don't, I've never watched a Dr. Phil in my life, but I'm intrigued today. Uh, but real quick. Here's uh, the last 10 YouTube comments on our channel. First one's unlistenable. Watch me rock your body like Medusa. A lot of comments are just favorite quotes. Second one, paralyzed. What's this? A pop song by the Palmer Squares? Has this been in any TV or movies? No. Hasn't, haven't gotten any money from that being in anything. No. Um, (laughs) Engelbert Humperdinck. No, but that no is, is meant to mean yes. Oh, is this someone actually, Which isn't the answer. <laughs> someone actually sent me this question to me, I guess. But it was, uh, it was like, hey, what is this? It's on Engelbert Humperdinck, spoiler alert. But they asked me, or the Palmer Squares account, it said, what, is this, what song is this quote from? It's driving me crazy. And it was, the quality of our thoughts and ideas can only be as good as the quality of our language. And I sent back painting pictures. I was like, I don't fucking know. But this is because it's on a song that I... It's George Carlin. Yeah, George that's, we Carlin opened up uh, Engelbert with that. But I'm, that's... <laughs> I don't remember that shit. Bars video. Yes. Five fire emojis. Spit take video. Chicago represent. Um, bimodal. Damn, this came out like a month before COVID hit too. Talking about I belong in... Quor- I've been longer quarantined. But you say I belong in quarantine? Classic. Our listen... Like... I gotta stop I've getting been mad at longer, the listeners. I've been longer quarantined. Yeah, I suck. I can't enunciate. You're a bad rapper. Uh, clearly. And you think you're the most underrated in the Palmer Squares. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been longer quarantined. I belong in quarantined. I don't remember what you rhyme it with, but yeah, that's from that. Um, word video. It's, in, it's not right before COVID. That's like Good point. Year. That video came out in like 2018, right? It was at yeah, least a year before to... COVID, so it's not that. Wait, prophetic. this is a, a, an awesome line, actually. I'm very proud of it. Uh, furthermore than bargain for, I belong in quarantine. I've been longer quarantined. It's I. Oh, can I get this out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Further, uh, further more than bargain for, I belong in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a war between the herbivores and carnivores. Dude, it's a perfect rhyme. Took you long enough, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good rhyme. But not, yeah, it, it was not a month before COVID hit. <coughs> um, word video. I also like the uh, Trump, Trump's the president, Every, everyone getting waterboarded or something. I don't know. I don't like, know that line. Like I like that line, but I don't know what it is. Word video. This my shit. Real talk. Real <laughs> hip hop. And they putting it down for my city, Chicago. Hell yeah. Um, Hollyweird video. Was this the birth of Beach Squad? Uh, I should respond to you. Uh, but no, it's not. That was... We're not even on so the beach. We're on a roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't on a beach. We were in a warehouse when, when you said, Beach Squad. Also. Yes. So, how's that Beaches for Beaches had nothing to do with any of this. No. Um, word video. Thumbs up if you still write on loose leaf. That's a thumbs down from me. Uh, no more jobs tour video. Can't find the, the Calgary. Can't find any Calgary show footage in here. No, but that's because also the Calgary show is not like 
Uh, what what is was that, Calgary? Calgary is your favorite venue, the Thai Cafe Sushi. Koi. Cafe Koi. Yeah. The, the food um, is great. The music uh, <laughs> offerings, not so much. It's not a venue. Let's be honest. And it's also really dark in there, and it also wasn't like, you know, a super flattering... Uh, <laughs> some nights you just don't want to work the camera, and then some nights you just don't need to. Look, when you put these tour togethers... Put these tour together. Wow. You put the- <laughs> wow. Take two. You blew when you put- it! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not right. <laughs> when you... When you put these tour videos together, you want to leave out the ones where you're playing on a four-inch stage in front of 12 people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to do some selective editing there. Uh, and then consistently... Um, no. Oh, sorry. Go there ahead. was more people than that, though. And Calgary has, I think that was the time, uh, like broken merch sale records for us. I think no, that the, night... Maybe it was that time. Either way. Yeah, but then you do the Canadian conversion, and we didn't make that much. Yeah, (laughs) you think you broke a record, actually, and then you're You're like, like, no, that was There's an asterisk. Yeah. There's an asterisk, for sure. Um, But no, that's definitely one of those classic venues where it's like, um, we pull up and I start complaining, like, what are we doing with our lives? Who the fuck booked us here? Who's responsible for this? <laughs> Where can I put my things? You realize and it's then, you. You're responsible for choosing this fucking career path. <laughs> and then uh, we end up playing a show, and it's like, it goes awesome, and I had a great time. Great time, great fans, uh, great support at the merch. We got the gift of the uh, dab rig that had to pass the potion. Um, oh, my God, we did. At that, at that show. show. Also, passed the potion today, well, Monday. But uh, this week, just turned five years old. That's uh, time flies. That was wow. the most. Re- I like how the phone now look. I'm getting a call, but it says telemarketer. Or it's like, look, you yeah, could have just shown me fucking ten digits, and I'm not going to answer either. Like, but yeah, I guess I appreciate. You that. know what? I I appreciate. Yeah, the sometimes a random number is calling, and then I get the voicemail, and I'm like, fuck, I should have picked that up. Right. Yeah, I, I always know? do that. Like, I just dropped off. Uh, a speaker that's broken at a repair shop and then I like miss their call or like I, I drop stuff off at a repair store and then they call me like hey it's ready or like and then I can't get a hold of the guy and I fucking right. I blew it um one I like a few weeks ago I got a random number call and I was I got a, a couple that day so I was annoyed and I picked it up when I went what do you want and it was uh from the last hoodie from the the hoodie sale that we did the first one, I had to send a couple of them UPS because uh, I couldn't get a shipping label for USPS. And it was UPS calling because I didn't fill something out correctly or something. <laughs> you know, it was like a, a serious matter Yeah. that I actually wanted to talk to the guy. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I... I then you wonder why the people at the post office are so uh, you know downtrodden and gloomy all the time because you they, wonder why they, they call it going postal yeah, when a guy they, fucking unloads make, on a bunch of people with a machine gun they make a courteous standard house call and they go what that's what they, that's what they gotta <laughs> what deal the with what the fuck do you want <laughs> thus going postal was born um well that's it everybody uh i gotta call this telemarketer back and watch dr phil Hell yeah. uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks again, once again, to everybody who bought a hoodie and bought a, a set. There's still records. They're just, we put the $5 back on. So uh, get yourself a, um, a tie-dye hoodie. We still have uh, sizes in white available. I think there might be a 3X in black if you're a big fella. But uh, it might have sold. I'm not There's sure. There's only... That was the right, last one. The black, 
yeah, the black hoodies. There's only a three X left. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, it's already sold. So white hoodies on sale now. Uh, half white, half tie dye. On sale now. SpookyLanguage.com slash shop. Uh, TPS reports podcast at gmail.com 708-797-3079. Leave us a message, please. Or uh, leave us your us, sole message. Uh, send us some fan mail to the Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 25627, Chicago, Illinois, 60625. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Um, and again, BishopRecords.com is where you can pick up a with or without it vinyl. We do still have some available. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. And this is going to get into that time of the year where we're going to keep doing episodes, but people are going to be listening less because it's just like holiday time and the Christmas, New Year's and everything. But we'll be here for you, the people, uh, talking about something or other next week. Until then, uh, let's end with something. As we mentioned, our buddy Jarv has a new project, Flow Stimulus, uh, that just My dropped. My friend. It's a buddy of mine. Jarvis. Um, Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. We're going to be adding something off his new album. This is called Lies by Jarv. And definitely this make sure to playing? check his album out. Oh, what's that? Did you, did you talk to him? Yes. Okay. I specifically asked him which song he would like me to promote. And he Fuck said, yeah. play this song, Lies. So that's oh, what I'm yeah. going to do. Though I did hear the entire album, as did Term, and uh, highly love recommended, it. you guys. Love you, it all. If you yes, haven't heard of Jarv, this would be a good time to get yourself um, familiar, but definitely, you know. Hold on, wait. Wait. New Jarvage. Out now. Are you playing it? Don't yet. Okay, chillax, bro. Um, I sent him this when he, when he sent it. It's uh, a quote that I picked out. Give me the beat, I eat it up. See, I be that heathen feeding on vegan people, leaving them seas bleeding in diva cups. You claim you a killer, but closest thing you could even come to is dancing to goodbye horses in your room with your penis tucked. <laughs> I think that might be on this song. Uh, oh my God, dude. Could have be you wrong. ever told the story on this podcast about... Of when you would tuck your peen? Uh, we were at Logan Bar in Logan Square, and on the on the patio and goodbye horses came on and across the way at another table a member of the party just stood up pulled his pants down tucked his dick uh and then and started doing the silence of the lambs (laughs) penis thing i wasn't there you weren't there where was this at logan bar on the patio and his ball his dick and balls were like uh, you know, coming out from his ass and facing the bartender. <laughs> so the whole staff was just looking at his... They didn't catch the joke. They just caught dick and balls. And then us, everyone at the bar... I don't know about everyone, but me, I applauded. I stood up and fucking clapped. Like a dumb and dumber when he gets the right suit? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I love Silence of the Lambs, and I, I love this guy's uh, dedication to the joke. Dedication. Anyway, they came over and kicked him out immediately. And then they proceeded to kick out his entire party. Did they get him by the balls? Oh. <laughs> that would have been nice. Just throw him uh, out by his neck and, and his And then one scrub. guy, one guy from the, his party was like, really trying, like arguing, like, no, don't kick me out, and like you have no right and everything. And it's like all your friends have left. What are you even fighting to stay here for? You know. Right. Uh, anyway, it was hilarious. 
I love that guy, whoever he is, wherever he is. And uh, I love Jarv. So. <laughs> and it all comes full circle, you guys. He <laughs> thought about it in advance and uh, brings it right back. Uh, so, yeah, here's Enjoy that. Enjoy this song. Lies by Jarv. And we'll see you next week on the TPS Reports podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey. The way it is and the way some people think it should be. What kind of giant... Talking about the shit that they got, but they still selling lies for me. If they ain't trying to elevate, I ain't about to send weight. I'ma get up, let out a sigh, and leave. <laughs> Give me the beat, I eat it up. See, I be the healing, feeding on vegan people, leaving them seas bleeding in diva cups. You claimed you would kill a butt, closest you could even come is dancing a goodbye horses in your pool with your penis tucked. I hear the bluffing nonstop every day. It's the same song, same content, and the same cadence. Basic. Bullshit, I straight up hate it And therefore I'm raising a pot Making a bank, taking your places The J to the A plus the R and the V I'm off the floor with your entire lion squadron and leave You rocking a spot, something I'm just not gonna see Cause you dropping a crock of shit Every time you talking a beat Please stop it, give it a rest It's obscene, it's for the best Get it off your chest, come clean I ain't trying to blow this up into some big thing But I'd rather see acting happening on the big screen Bitch, please, I'll end your shit with a 16 It'll be sick Seeing your followers switch teams You're getting plays now, but remember this thing If it rains on a weak latrine Then you're bound to see shit scream I get steamed, I mean I get red hot When these pathological liars try to get what I got I got props, promise I ain't telling no bibs Ask anybody you know about this flow stimulus And I'll take it off Oh baby, that's a deal